Reports of criminals reoffending while released on bail is raising questions about public safety and the Trudeau government's recent changes to the bail system. Conservative leader Pierre Polyev defends renowned author and psychologist Jordan Peterson's right to free speech. And Alberta Premier Danielle Smith says she has no plans to follow the Trudeau government's just transition bill, which would move oil and gas workers into greener jobs. Hello Canada, it's Monday, January 9th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Anthony Fury. And I'm Harrison Faulkner. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. There is a growing concern in Canada about public safety after more incidents of criminals reoffending while out on bail have come to light. This past Friday, Peel police announced Elijah Simpson Sweeney was arrested for attempted murder while already on release for attempted murder. Simpson Sweeney was arrested on January 4th after being involved in an incident a few weeks before where someone was assaulted and multiple shots were fired. At the time of his arrest, Simpson Sweeney was on a release order for separate attempted murder and firearms offenses and was wanted by the Toronto Police Service for second-degree murder and attempted murder. Meanwhile, on Thursday, a man in a retail store was shot in the chest and his female co-worker hit in the head with a blunt object in London, Ontario. Four suspects were arrested. One of the suspects, Tyrese Brown Austin, was charged in September 2021 in Windsor with drug charges and two counts of possession of a firearm, and he was out on bail in March 2022 when the OPP in Mississauga charged him with obstruction, flight from police, and dangerous operation of a motor vehicle. And in Vancouver, Shaquan David Kelly pleaded guilty to five assaults in a single month. While serving 24 months probation for a 2020 assault conviction and a 2021 mischief conviction, Kelly was accused of assaulting two security guards at Vancouver General Hospital on June 19th of last year. In the month of June, Kelly also attacked a stranger on board a TransLink bus, assaulted another person, and ran over a mother and a toddler. Harrison, I think as more people start to think about the bail situation and see more of these stories and and connect the dots, because I think some of these stories have been hidden in plain sight for many months now, they're now going, hold on a second, what sort of a system do we have in this country? Right, Anthony. I mean, I think that there is obviously an idealistic component to this. There's the idea that we want to, of course, reduce backlogs in the justice system and give an opportunity for uh, people who've, who've committed crimes to rehabilitate themselves and get back into the system. But of course, as we see more of these incidents, and there's a real cost here as well, we're, we're seeing lives lost to a, a bail system, a criminal justice system that is essentially a catch-and-release program, as has been described, Canadians are really starting to pay attention. And I think the reality is, as more and more of these stories come to light, eventually something is going to have to change. And it's just a matter of time, I think, as we're starting to see more of this take place in our cities. Well, we're definitely seeing opposition politicians, including Conservative leader Pierre Polyev, uh, really ramp up the conversation around this issue and talk about how Prime Minister Justin Trudeau uh, and their view has failed on all of this. When you go back and you look at the stories and the reporting from 2019, just Google in catch and release and Bill C-75, it's not so much coming from politicians and partisan actors, but people who work in the law and order system from uh, police officers, police chiefs, uh, different attorneys, they were actually predicting that this would happen. 
Right, Anthony, and we've seen this not just in Canada, but we've seen similar policies with similar results in the United States as well. It's not too difficult to connect the dots to say, well, once once we have a sort of a, a, a revolving door system, a catch and release system, well, there's going to be a serious price to pay. We have the examples of it. We knew it was going to happen. And now we're starting to see more and more of these incidents. We're seeing uh, police officers lose their lives. We're seeing innocent Canadians uh, fall victim to a system that is allowing violent reoffenders to get back on the streets. So, yes, I think that uh, the politics behind it is going to ramp up. And, of course, from the very beginning, the people who are really criticizing this legislation were the people whose job it is to protect Canadians, that being law enforcement officers, cops on the streets. I'm sure this is not the last time we'll be discussing this issue, including as the conversation moves towards potential solutions. In a video posted on social media on Friday, conservative leader Pierre Polyev defended renowned author and psychologist Jordan Peterson's right to free speech. Polyev's defense of Peterson comes as the well-known author is being subjected to mandatory social media communication retraining by the College of Psychologists of Ontario due to his political comments on Twitter that include criticizing Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and retweeting Polyev. In his video, Polyev says he doesn't necessarily agree with all of Peterson's views, but that he supports freedom of speech in Canada and that he supports Peterson's right to say what he wants to say. Here's what that sounded like. Now, it should go without saying that in a free country, professionals should not lose their jobs and licenses because they express a political opinion contrary to the licensing body that's mandated by the government. But, of course, in saying this, my liberal critics in the media will, of course, say, well, Polyev agrees with freedom of speech for someone like Dr. Peterson, therefore he must endorse everything Dr. Peterson has ever said. Well, of course not. I don't endorse 100% of everything anyone has ever said. There's no two people in the world who agree 100% of the time on 100% of things. And so I'm sure there is something he's posted that I do object to, but that is not the point, because freedom of speech only matters when you disagree. I mean, if we all agreed, we wouldn't need freedom of speech because no one has ever tried to censor someone for saying something that they agree with. It is only when there is a disagreement. Anthony, I think a lot of Canadians would agree with Polyev and side with Peterson in this case. Free speech is a very important issue to many conservatives in this country. However, Peterson is a controversial figure. How do you think the Canadian public will react to this endorsement by Polyev? I think one of the things that's maybe been most alarming for just regular folks of all political backgrounds or completely nonpartisan is this push we've had in recent years to suggest that if you disagree with someone, it's not enough to say I'm going to stop tuning in or I'm going to voice my objections, but you need to say this person must be deplatformed, their Twitter must be removed, we must never speak of them. If you do say you support them, you yourself must be deplatformed or they must have their professional designations removed. I think there's something to be said about the idea that there are uh, these industry bodies that do sort of police people's conduct, but we know Jordan Peterson was not uh, making flagrant statements about uh, professional psychologist matters. Instead, he was talking about political views. And I think a lot of people would find this whole thing very bizarre. Right. And, and, and also, one of the interesting things is the criticism we've already seen from Pierre Polyev's endorsement. A lot of 
people in, in media and a lot of people on the left side of the political debate have jumped on Polyev's video to say that, well, you shouldn't be defending Jordan Peterson's right to free speech. That goes exactly to what you were saying, Anthony, that even the, uh, even the statement of defending one's right to say something that they don't, they themselves don't necessarily agree with, that is all of a sudden controversial. I think Canadians were not plugged in, you know, daily to the Twitter debates that we're seeing between politicians and journalists. I think they're looking at this and thinking to themselves, hold on a second, what's really going on here? Why, why are we at a place where you can't even really defend one's right to say something you yourself don't necessarily agree with? Reacting to the news that the Trudeau Liberal government is expected to soon unveil its just transition bill, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith is not mincing her words and has made it clear she will not be following the federal plan to transition workers out of the energy sector. On a Saturday morning radio show, Smith said she has no plans to shut down the oil and gas sector in Alberta and is unsure what the Liberal government is proposing with just transition legislation. Here's what that sounded like. We are not going to be shutting down our oil and natural gas industry. We are not going to be uh, transitioning our workers who are in good, high-paying, meaningful, important jobs into installing solar panels, which was the idiocy that uh, that uh, uh, Elizabeth May was first proposing when this kind of thing came out. The Premier went on to say that the province is instead continuing to assess expanding oil and gas production while advancing carbon technology to reduce emissions. Harrison, I've got to say, Justin Trudeau has been beating this drum relentlessly, I say obsessively when it comes to the green agenda. It almost seems stale old news that now coming on for eight years in power, he has to continue to so aggressively uh, try to manage the decline of the ONG sector. I, I'm not at all surprised at Daniel Smith's comments. I think I'm more surprised that Trudeau is keeping at it. Right. I mean, I think that it speaks volumes when the prime minister, in the words of Danielle Smith, is not even communicating to her what his plans are, even though he, as you said, continues to beat this drum of environmentalism. I think one interesting thing to note about Smith's comments on the show on Saturday was that Smith said that energy job growth will occur in areas like hydrogen development, carbon capture, and oil well remediation. You would think that that sort of work is in line with a more liberal vision of a you know of an, of an environmental legislation but then again it is not being communicated to albertans from the federal government the only person who's really communicating to albertans right now on this issue is the premier and i think that that is going to just continue to kind of sow division within the province yeah one of the things i find very bizarre about the liberal government's approach is that so many of the initiatives that we see moving forward with embracing future technologies are coming from uh, energy companies within the oil and gas sector. And, and to your point, the Alberta government is uh, embracing some of this. So what's really happening here? Why does Justin Trudeau say you must only do it my way or the highway? That seems to be the push. It's not obvious to me, and I think a lot of Albertans are left scratching their heads and are concerned about what the future holds for them and their and their way of life and their work. Obviously, we know that the federal government isn't 100% against oil and gas. They have opened up uh, oil and gas refineries on the East Coast as well. There does seem to be a lot of politics behind this, Anthony, especially when the federal government is dealing with Alberta. And it just seems to me that there's going to be another episode in the Smith versus Trudeau ongoing battle. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. 
Thanks for listening and have a great day.